You're listening to The Thrive Podcast, where every week we dive into a practical, tactical tip to bring you from a life of simply surviving to thriving. It's personal development for the everyday girl who is done with coasting through her days, done with feeling like she's missing out on the deeper meaning of her own life, and done with mediocrity once and for all. Because it's not enough to simply survive, you deserve to thrive. Welcome back to Thrive and welcome to my husband. Jamie's here with me and when you are listening to this, it's his birthday. So happy birthday, babe. Thanks. As I put Icy Hot on my tweaked neck, I'm aging. Yeah, you're super old. You're supposed so... to be aging gracefully. Uh-huh. I'm, a- I'm aging you? disgracefully. Disgracefully, folks. In my neck area, at least. <laughs> Cool. So um, we have literally zero plan for today's podcast. We're I don't just even gonna, know what the topic is. I know. We're just literally going to chit chat and talk about you. And I'm going to throw some random questions at you. And then we've got a couple questions from followers slash listeners slash our internet friends. So we're going to do that and it's going to be a great time. Sound and, good? And just so everybody knows, I literally have no idea what this topic is other than what Erica just said. I don't know these questions. I was not trained to do this. <laughs> this is all organic, just like the vegetables in your refrigerator. Or not, because that's a waste. That's a hoax. Okay. But that's a different story. I digress. So, yeah. Um, okay, so about to be a birthday. Really exciting time. What was the biggest but you ever? But you ever really think about that, though? Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> what? You know, like, we celebrate a birthday, but you're in the womb for about nine months. So technically, am I not nine months older? But we don't celebrate that. We don't celebrate <sighs> womb day, <laughs> conception day. Do like? I feel like conception day should, should be like your, your real, day? I mean, you know, it's like birthday should be your conception day. This is true. Isn't that cool, cool okay. subject? Yeah, totally. I digress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us what <laughs> the biggest lesson you've learned this past year was, because I would like to know. Um. Wow. I mean, I guess you're going to tag team that with the pandemic as well. Biggest lesson I've learned is use more honey in your life instead of vinegar. Ooh, tell us what this means. So as I continue to age, and and granted, I'm uh, a whopping 34, so I'm not that old to some and to others, I'm ancient. So it depends on your perception (laughs) of what age you are as a listener. But um, I think I'm learning that you don't have to explain to people what you could do. It's you could just choose to be graceful about it and do it anyway without letting them know, just to be respectful um, I okay, can, wait, describe that a little more though. Okay, well, I'm getting there. Well, for me, it's for me, I always like people to know exactly what I can and cannot do. And I sometimes will over explain myself. Um, so people don't do what I don't want them to do. So that, that's the vinegar approach. Um, but I think, I think you just get along with people more when, when you try to be the more honey approach, you try to be kind. And, uh, and it also saves a lot of stress too, by doing that. So I learned a lot of that this year. Uh, I think a second important lesson for me was um, be flexible. I guess in the age of pandemic, um, you can make plans and then you never know what uh, what type of virus can uh, enter your life. So <laughs> you, you go with the flow sometimes. And uh, maybe the third lesson I'm adding on here is to remember what you have. We're always, uh, at least I am, you're always thinking about what you want to achieve and stuff. Sometimes you got to take a step back and realize what you already have, um, which is a lot of wonderful things. So I'm very grateful for all the things I do have. 
That's good. It reminds me of uh, something that Dr. Linda said on a previous episode where she said, be kinder than you need to be. And I thought that that was a really good point for everybody for this year and beyond um, in the sense of, especially when a lot of stuff is going on, I think we all tend to get stuck up in our own heads thinking that our problems are worse than everybody else's and just kind of having a chip on our shoulder walking around. And that's what makes the world feel drearier than it already is. So if you adopt the mindset of be kinder than you need to be, you're always kind of overcompensating for any edge that might be (laughs) impacting your tone or impacting your gut reaction to somebody. And it always uh, works out better that way in the end for all. Yeah. It's better to have a chip on your shoulder than a Dorito. Oh, here we go with the dad jokes. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do my Randall laugh. (laughs) Your what laugh? My Randall laugh from This Is Us. Oh gosh, that was was good. All right, This Is Us is on in five minutes, so I think we're going to have to postpone that to another, postpone that to tomorrow night. It's okay. We'll watch something else tonight. Okay, all right. Okay, you ready for some questions from the Insta fam? Okay. Question number one. How to make time for each other with a baby. Hmm. You go first. How to make time for each other when you have a baby. So I think we're pretty intentional um, that we try and have our toddler at this point in bed around the same time every night, which is it was 7 o'clock when she was uh, a newborn, um, but 8 o'clock as a toddler. So that at least leaves us a good two-hour window, wouldn't you say, to be together. Um, I think making time for each other with a baby is the same as making time for each other in any other stage in life in the sense of there's always going to be something that's there as a potential distraction or as a potential, um, priority above your partner. And it's, you have to put your partner first. So whether that's a baby or whether that's a friend or your job or whatever, it's the same sort of intentionality that you need. I definitely agree that having a very set, pretty strict bedtime helps wonders with that. Um, we try to do a date night every week. We have not been that great at it in recent weeks, but it's a goal for 2021 is to actually have a specific date night every week that is not just sitting on the couch watching Netflix together, as fun as that is, but actually connecting and communicating and seeing each other's face and talking about something that does not involve our offspring. Um, and can I, can I sidestep for a minute? Go for it. It's, and I want to, I want to, Dovetail back to that first question about lessons I've learned, but also <laughs> All of your phrases. But, I don't even know if they're going to be correct. I want to. I want to <laughs> reel in though. I'm dovetailing the You're first dovetailing, question. Sidestepping and reeling in. Yeah. Go for well, it. I'm reeling in the second question, dovetailing with the first question of what I learned. Sweet Jesus. Is what does that mean? Well, I think one of the things I would struggle with when I made goals is, you know, if I didn't perfect that goal, then I kind of felt like I had to give it up. But I think one of the things I've learned, and I think is relevant for this to put each other first, um, is that, you know, the goal is every single day we want to put each other first, but sometimes life does get in the way. So, you know, if you fail for a day, you still wake up that next day and go, how can I be better at that goal today? Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's not about being perfect in what you're doing. It's about being perfect in your intention. In your intention that you want to continue to do that. So people go like, you can't be perfect. You be you can be perfect at trying and keep trying every day. Mm-hmm. So it's just about getting a little bit better every day and, and just keeping that at the forefront of your mind 
that you want to put your partner first. Yeah. Was that, was that a good sidestep, dovetail, real in process? Yeah, Lord only knows what that means. That's how you know I've been with you for a long time. It's yeah. like I actually followed all of that, and everyone else is probably like, what the heck is he talking I know. about? They're gonna, well, they're going to have to do a repeat of this episode. <laughs> okay. Uh, what are your most and least favorite traits about each other? Ooh. I don't have any uh, least favorite oh, traits come about on. you. Either. I could literally name your least favorite traits about me Oof. right off the bat. Well, my, you want me to go first or you want to go first? Because mine might be like a longer list oh. of uh, positive things I love about you. Ha, ha, ha. Okay. See, see you what go, I did there? You go first. So wait, the question was least favorite and, and favorite? Let's do least favorite first. Okay, we'll start with we'll, the hard stuff. Yeah, and then we'll do, okay. we'll end on a positive note. Okay, um... Well, I feel like you have been getting better about this, but leaving lights on and your clothes in every area where my feet tend to walk, you've gotten better with those things. But those are my least favorite things, um, which, I mean, if you really step back, those are really nitpicky type things in general. Mm-hmm. I'm but, glad you acknowledged that. But the electric Thanks. bill suggests otherwise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are my least favorite things. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me think here. Least favorite traits. It is my birthday, so I know. I feel like I have to take it easy on you. Careful. <laughs> I feel like I gotta take it easy on you. Um, hmm. I would say, oh God, that's hard. I know because I do cook and clean, and so do and, I. Though um, hmm. other stuff in life. I would say you tend to exaggerate things a lot. What? Mm-hmm. So sometimes, especially in moments of heat, that can be a bit inflammatory uh, because sometimes it's just inaccurate. And I'm not trying to say I'm always right because I'm not, but sometimes you're, you're an exaggerator. Probably, you're probably mostly right. Well, thanks for acknowledging that. You're only saying that because we're on the podcast. <laughs> well, it's my birthday. I can say whatever I want. So I mean, I'll give you the truth there. Yeah, I feel like sometimes uh, James exaggerates quite a bit. So being I don't let facts get in the way of a good story. I think that's what you should yeah, say. Yeah, he's like said. a bit of a storyteller and then will hyperbolize quite a bit, whereas I am very literal and very factual. So I'm like, no, I want to know exactly. Like when he uses words in fun, weird ways, like what you all witnessed a little bit ago, I'm like, what does that mean? Like that's not. No, so we'll, we'll, do, we'll do a thing. Statements. We'll do a story about the literalness <laughs> of, of my wife, Erica. It's. When you do a chicken noodle soup, and this is a true story. Oh, no. And I write down a recipe, and granted, I guess I could literally write down every step. But there's some things I just I didn't know I'd have, I'd have to write down. So, like, when you okay, have, when you have off, carrots. This was, how many years ago was this? This is like, eight, eight years ago. This was, like, eight years, eight years ago. ago. So, but, I did not know anything about cooking. And this is the, that's the backstory. But I wish, we, I wish we could do a poll, because it's, when you, when you say, like, <laughs> cut carrots and put them in the soup. I didn't know I'd have to say like clean carrots and shave carrots um, or peel carrots or, you know, like turkey, take the gizzard out of the turkey and the plastic out of the turkey. I thought chicken noodle soup. How's our turkey Or turkey, involved? I'm sorry. Chicken. Take, take the See? Pl- this is what I'm saying. Take the How plastic out. How do you make chicken noodle soup with the turkey? Riddle me that. Take the plastic <laughs> out of the chicken. So, or, or my favorite part is when you, when you, Cook the noodles in with the entire chicken noodle soup and marinated okay, it for but hours. Hello, friends. Literal. If you've never made chicken noodle soup before and you are following a recipe, this is what, okay, in your defense, most recipes suck, I think, in that they are not nearly specific enough for people recipe, who you're you right, have to write you're right. it as if you 
as if someone knows nothing. So if somebody is literal following something step-by-step... I feel like that's, that's step, a fair argument. I feel like that's right. a fair so argument. Right, so if I had never, ever made chicken noodle soup before in my life, I did not know that the noodles don't actually go in the soup. Would you I, ever really think about, uh, like, recipes? They don't really... People who write directions... They assume you have this base level of knowledge right, of things. Right, and you don't. And I got, y'all, I got made fun of to this day because I put the damn noodles in the damn soup. I mean, when I, when the when I came didn't home, tell me to not do When that. I came home and there was plastic floating in the pot, <laughs> and then I saw dirty carrots, and I saw, were, and I saw like, oh, I saw God. like it looked like snot, but it was just a boiled noodle. Uh, that was marinating. I was just like, mm. that, that was not a good time for us because I was, I was so proud of myself. I slaved all day in the kitchen thinking I nailed chicken noodle soup. And he came home and he was like, this ain't it. And I was crushed. And he was, abra- it was a little too abrasive for me because I was like, excuse me. Um, I didn't have to be in the kitchen all day long. Appreciate my efforts. Although it was terrible soup. Was that so. was our least favorite things? Let's get back to the positive things. What's your, yeah, what's well, we didn't positive? do the positives yet. Well, well, you go so. first because you just crucified me on the internet with my inability mm. to make chicken noodle soup. So, But you have made it since and you have been redeemed. Yeah. So positive. Favorite trait about me. Ready favorite go. trait about You could just start Erica. listing them off. All of your favorites. Favorite trait <laughs> about my wife. Oh, gosh. Why there is this are, hard? <laughs> because it, there's so many oh, okay. that, you know, I don't know how to rank them in my mind on a podcast. But you could just, keep, you could just set them out, put them out there. My favorite trait is your, your ever-evolving ability to keep growing in all parts of your life. Hmm. I like that. Try, try and match that. Try hmm. and match that. What's your favorite trait about me? Hmm. Or do you want me to elaborate on mine? You can elaborate if you, you want like. To buy, you want me to buy you some time so you can think about yours? No, you could. You, I okay. just want you to talk about more about me. I like it. I like, uh, well, <laughs> like the fact that after knowing you all these years, it's you were always looking to get better in different areas. This and, is true. And, you know, when we have sh- strong conversations about where we want to see ourselves or what we want to do, it's you're always the first to lead the way in terms of um, how you want to evolve in yourself. So it's very inspiring at times. At times. Well, I mean, look, change, change is difficult. People don't like to change. What do we do when we want to change? We usually try and fa- find faults in the other person so we don't have to change. But you're mm-hmm. always, you make me better, so. Oh, thanks, babe. You also think I have a cute butt. Yeah, well, I'm, this is a PG-13 podcast, so. Oh, okay. I'll mm-hmm. keep that one in my head. Um, Let's see. Favorite trait about you. <sighs> Where to begin? Um, this is hard to just boil it down to just one. Hmm. Hmm. So, um, because you can't see my wife's face. My wife is, I can look at her eye and I can see that there's nothing in her mind. Oh my God. On this topic. There's nothing. Literally, she's looking at me like, should I have Katie pause this? So, (laughs) so we, I can think and come back and make this a nice transition. No, 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 no. No, I literally just have a lot of things. I and mean, look, we talked about how literal she is, so she literally has a lot of things. Let's hear these things. That's fine. I could just keep going. I want, I'm trying to narrow it down to one, and hmm. there's more than one. So. And you even had an extra three minutes over me. Um, I think that you... I just You really, think or you know? Oh, my goodness. Let me talk. Well, I'm very literal all of a sudden. <laughs> That's a first. A new, new trait for a new year, huh? Um, 
I think that you are a very patient person with a... What is up with this think? You think or you know? Am I or am I not? I don't... Well, this is my perception of okay, you. Okay, okay. You, you, your ability to interrupt people is not one of my favorites. <laughs> so we're going to like balance this out here. Uh, love your patience. Love your sense of humor. I think I have always been inspired by your want to your wanting and willingness to grow in your own life and in our relationship and as a dad i think you are a wonderful father to our child um i think you're just always a positive person who has always just uplifted me and in like every sort of sense which has just always been i don't know my favorite thing because you're my best friend you know like i feel like i can just count on you for anything and everything in life without really having to think twice about it, which a lot of times I think can be taken for granted. But at the end of the day, it's like, I just know I can count on you, whether that's like Aww. to record a podcast with me at 9.30 at night, the day before it's supposed to go up, <laughs> or whether that's like in helping with something with Liv or in cooking a meal or in like listening to me vent about something or offer advice or just like going on a target run with me. Like no matter what it is, I feel like I can just count on you and we're just a team oh, i'm glad you can count on me i was hoping you could maybe multiply on me oh the dad see. joke see i've been the just as joke. just as Give, a, just as a, a side out. note just let as a, a side out. note and you said the word vent and maybe try to think of something else too i am in this thing <laughs> in my life where i try to take the words that people say and and put different words in them like you just heard me use the word count instead of that multiply it's fascinating the english language what you can really do with it no, really, it's just bad dad jokes. I know, it is. Well, I mean, if I wasn't a dad, it would just be a bad joke. Yeah. So I'm a dad, it's a bad dad joke. But if I wasn't a dad, it would just be a bad joke. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Was What's my the answer, next question? Was my answer sufficient It was for you? phenomenal. What's okay, the next question? Good. How did you know you were ready for kids? I didn't. I was just surprised. Erica said, I'm, we're having a baby, and I said, woo, let's do this. <laughs> That's not true. That is totally not true. How did I know I was ready for kids? Well, I mean, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have married Erica if I uh, didn't see a future with her with kids. So I was always open to um, kids. So it's, it wasn't about being ready. I think mine was more deferred to was Erica ready. Um, you know, I am older in this relationship, so for me, it you know, I was at a You're comfortable. Ready to go. I was at I'm at a comfortable comfortable age to do that stuff. So. <laughs> Um, to procreate. I don't know. I just never really thought about it like not being ready. It just always felt ready. It wasn't like a moment that I was like, booyah, today is the day I'm <laughs> ready to be father material. And you know what? Even if you think you're ready, you're full of poop because it's really <laughs> difficult to be a parent. So it's not you're ever, never truly ready. And for people who have kids, you certainly know that. And if you have wine, this is a chance to drink a little bit of wine uh, in solitude to all parents all around um, trying to deal with kids all the time. So. Yeah, I would say I was definitely the one that took longer to get mentally ready, but I would say it was because... Well, yeah, I, you're the one actually carrying a child. Like, I mean, men, we just... true. <laughs> you just have a little fun, and then someone hands you a baby nine months later, right? Yeah, I was going to say something less PG-13, but I realized we're on a podcast. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like, we have the fun part, and you have the difficult part. So I want to hear more, and I just interrupt you, and I'm sorry. Oh, thanks. Um, well... I distinctly remember actually talking to one of my best friends about this because we were in the same sort of place of being totally terrified and not at all ready to have kids, but having the inklings of 
desire being whispered to us from our husbands, like we that we should have children. Where we were like, oh, I don't really feel ready. Don't know if this Wait, is for me. Wait, inklings of desire from our husbands. It sounds poetic. What? I'm a poet. What was what was the inkling of desire that you heard from me? No, just be just like talking about being ready to start a family. Did it really start with my planting of a seed? I think so. I mean, I don't. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Another joke. Here we go. <laughs> Did anyone catch that before Erica? <laughs> <laughs> okay, See, no, Randall? My... See, Randall up? Ha, 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 ha. Oh, my goodness. For those no, but really, I was... We're like, what is this laugh? I don't know this show. Wow. Mm-hmm. Any more? You got good. any more? Are you good? I'm good. Um, yeah, I would say it... For me, it honestly, as cliche as this will sound, it's very much true. It just took a lot of prayer where I needed peace with the idea of getting pregnant because I was really scared because up until then, I had never changed a diaper. I had never babysat any children. I never really had what I would consider a maternal instinct or like this burning desire in my heart where I knew from the moment I was born that I was destined to be a mom. Like that was totally not me. I was always much more um, focused on like my career and just not, I don't know. I just never necessarily envisioned myself having this brood of offspring. So uh, I ended up just having to pray about it a lot until I felt peace and some semblance of confidence that that was what we were meant to do and that I was going to not be a terrible mother. Well, can we have some real talk though too? It's, you know, for people listening, this is a really good question. Like when, when did you know you want to have kids? Everyone's going to have a different response to this question. For sure. And I mean, do you really think there's a right time to have children, I don't know. Well, no, I that's mean, not the question. No, I know that though. But like, when were you ready to have kids? But I think it. I think they tag team each other. It's is there a is there a right time to have kids, and should it be when you feel it? I mean, I think yes, when you should when you feel it. But how do you truly know? Because you said you you felt scared. Well, you're always gonna feel scared to have that, especially as well. A- and that's why I said though, for me, it took a lot of prayer because I needed I needed a tap on the shoulder from the big man upstairs to be like, this is the right path, you know? So that's why mine are directly intertwined in that way because for me, I really needed to like not, not well, I feel mean, like it was. Well, I think for me, it's like when you when you see people and they go, uh, well, I want to have children when I'm 30. It's like, what's so special about that 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 number mm-hmm. that, that brings children to the role? Like, you don't know. I mean, like, like think about like January 2020, you know, you had people that hit 30 and want to have kids and that pandemic happened and there's a whole new layer of, of insecurity about, you know, what's going to happen in our future. So it's just trying to think like when you say, when you, when you talk about praying on it, it's maybe that's just a solution to everything is just pray about it. Yeah, I think because I, and that was, it was big, it was important for me, I would say, to not feel like it was just me and my own desire or you and your own desire to do something on our time in our way i think that was kind of a big deal for me because especially in the world of family planning i feel like that is especially in today's society that's a really big thing you know like it's very much there's a lot of focus and a lot of attention on what you want and everything by the book like you said where people are like all right i'm this age therefore i want this kid or i want 
this many children or it's going to be this a, a girl first and then a boy and then a whatever like there's just so much of human design that's kind of like in it whereas i really was just trying to give it up to god and have it be like you know what it's not necessarily up to us i needed to kind of surrender a little bit to be like when this is meant to be for us make it be and yeah because you, know. you just can't, you can't control any of the variables that are going to be in the future like we don't know the future yeah so you just don't know what's going to happen and i think that's the fun in it too you know what's the next question that's it just some rapid fire questions That's for it. you. Rapid fire questions. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, and I and I don't know if you guys can hear, but in the background, our toddler <laughs> is screaming for daddy and mommy, which is kind of like a great transition on this. I know, right? Nine fifteen. She's not asleep. She probably hears us talking in the kitchen. Yeah, she wants to be a part of this podcast. I know. Let's bring her down. Bring her in. The OG. I don't know. No, we Just gotta kidding. stick to her. Remember that was the first second question: is <laughs> yep. how do you make time for each other? You gotta ignore the kid too. Well, in in when they're going to sleep, <laughs> we love our child. Yeah. Any parting thoughts on this new year that you are about to embark on in a few wee short hours? Yeah, I want to continue to put God first, and I'm gonna fail in that a lot. What do you think? What does that mean to you? What does that look like for you? To put God first or to fail? Uh, well, to put God first. <laughs> it's to be active in prayer. Um to be kinder to people that may not de- who may not deserve it. Um, I think that's probably a key point for me that I'm going to focus on is how do you be kind to the villains in your life? Um, it's I think it's showing people Jesus when you can rise above that. I think it's one of the hardest things for me to do. So I think that's going to be one, one way I put God first. Um, you know, you have the basics like, you know, praying more often, saying the rosary more often. Now, I'm trying to do different things that that can kind of meet myself halfway to that thought process. So I think in my everyday life, uh, being kind to the villains in the world is one way I can do it. And it doesn't mean being a pushover, but it just means showing them Jesus in in different ways that inspire me in that moment to be like Jesus. So that's going to be you know one of the parts of that goal this year. Cool. Anything else you want to say to the peeps before we sign off? Hmm, I have this microphone to myself, <laughs> a podcast where I got billions of people listening to me. Ha ha ha. Um, okay, so for everybody listening to this podcast, I know you want to give me something for my birthday. Um, <laughs> you don't have to ship me anything. What I would request for my birthday from all these listeners is find someone in your life that you haven't spoken to in the past year and either send them a Facebook message, write them a letter, or give them something that lets them know that you haven't forgotten about them, that they matter in this world, and to essentially pay it forward to see if we can spark a little bit more kindness among each other. Because we need it. That was good. Thank you. Awesome. Well, y'all, if you uh, like this episode, make sure you drop us five stars all the stars uh, make sure you're subscribed to never miss an episode and catch you on the next on the next on the episode. nest on the nest yeah episode. catch you on the nest that's a thermostat that's a th- that's a I thermostat know, and i forgot all of my oh i almost forgot the most important thing i was i'm like this is so different from what we normally do i forgot my i forgot my sign off i forgot who we are where are we what episode is this what am i on um 
what does thrive mean to you and how do you strive I've, to thrive? I did this before. I know, but it's been a hot sex. So has you're it right. changed also, at all? I don't, like I don't a, remember my new, first response. Exactly. And you're another year older, another year wiser. So I feel like you might have some reformed So what, what does thrive mean to me? Well, yeah, this is the Thrive Podcast. Um, so I'm going to be, can I be literal? Oh, sweet no. Jesus. What does thrive mean? <laughs> amen, I give an Amen. What does thrive, what was the second part of that question? What does thrive mean to you and how do you strive to thrive in your own everyday life? How do I strive to thrive in my everyday life? Thrive means that every day when I get up, I am better when I put my head down to sleep than when I woke up and that the world is a better place because I spent that day in it. And that'll answer the second part of your question too. Signing off. Happy birthday, babe. Wait, before you go, if you like what you just listened to, drop us five stars on iTunes. Make sure you're subscribed to never miss an episode of Thrive. And if you're on Instagram, snap a screenshot and share to your story with what episode you're tuning into and tag me at Erica Legenza with what part resonated with you the most. That way I can see what's helping you and your friends can pick up a helpful tidbit too. Thanks for tuning in. It's your time to thrive.